You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday, October 5th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, we meet the team helping women fight digital domestic abuse. Location-enabled tech designed to make our lives easier is often exploited by domestic abusers. Refuge, a UK nonprofit, helps women to leave abusive relationships, secure their devices, and stay safe. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. Pick up any piece of tech, and Emma Pickering knows how it can be used to abuse, harass, and stalk women. Amazon's Ring doorbell cameras can monitor when someone leaves the house and who is visiting them. Until recently, Netflix showed the IP addresses where users were logged in, allowing their location to be tracked. Workout apps and websites such as Strava show where and when people are exercising, And abusers often slip small GPS trackers or audio recorders into women's belongings or attach them to their cars. Perpetrators buy them in bulk, and they'll buy probably 60 very cheaply. They're very small and discreet, says Pickering, who works at Refuge, the UK's largest domestic abuse organization, where she heads a team that helps women secure their devices. Pickering says that in one case, over 200 recording devices were found in a woman's home. Refuge launched its technology-facilitated abuse and economic empowerment team in 2017 amid a surge of abusers weaponizing apps, devices, and online services to harm women. The charity helps women and their children leave abusive relationships, providing emergency accommodation, legal help, financial help, and more. Almost every case now involves technology in some form, Pickering says, and the issue is so serious that every person the organization places into a refuge goes through a tech assessment to secure their accounts. The tech abuse team, which is made up of 11 people, is the only one of its kind in the UK and just one of a handful of similar organizations around the world. Technology-facilitated abuse can range from harassment via phone call or text message to logging into someone's social media and email accounts without their permission, which allows abusers to read, delete, or send messages. In more extreme cases, they might install stalkerware on victims' phones to monitor every tap and scroll. Non-consensual image sharing, commonly known as revenge porn, and economic abuse, where money and banking apps may be controlled by an abuser, are also frequent. In August, a report from MPs in the UK concluded that tech abuse is becoming increasingly common. 
Pickering says her team primarily focuses on helping people in the more severe cases. Firstly, we need to establish if it's safe to speak to them on their device, she says. If it isn't, Refuge will send women a burner phone and then set them up with a new email address using the encrypted email service ProtonMail before sending them extra information. It's the start of a meticulous process known as an attack assessment by the team to secure accounts and devices. We go through everything, Pickering says. Refuge will ask the person they are helping to list every device and online account they and any children have. These can easily number into the hundreds. Within the home, if they've fled the relationship, we also need to check anything they've left behind to unsync from any devices or accounts that they could still be using back home. This will include products like Google Home Hubs and Amazon's Ring Doorbells and Alexa, and it requires checking who set up the devices and is the administrator of the accounts, as well as which names phone contracts are in. From there, a safety plan is created, Pickering says. This can include going through the accounts and checking settings for who has access to them, removing devices connected to accounts, using secure passwords, and setting up measures such as two-factor authentication. On average, Pickering says it can take three weeks to get through the entire process, although more complex cases take much longer. I don't think people realize how serious it is, the consequences for perpetrators to have access to this information, to see that there's evidence in someone's phone that they're planning to leave a relationship, read emails about financial settlements, child contact orders. It puts someone at really significant risk, Pickering says. Even for those in non-abusive relationships, the charity has created a digital breakup tool with cybersecurity firm Avast to detail the process of separating everything from delivery apps to gaming accounts from former partners. While the technology itself isn't usually the problem, it's how abusers use it to harass their victims that creates the issues, Pickering says tech companies don't put enough thought into how their services can be used maliciously. They also don't put enough effort into preventing such abuses. They're not considering having features built in that can mitigate these risks, she says. For instance, Apple launched its small AirTag GPS tracker without many safety features, and dozens of people have subsequently reported being tracked by the devices. The company has made some improvements and is now working with other tracker manufacturers to make it easier to identify trackers someone has placed on your belongings. One of the biggest issues currently, Pickering says, is satellite navigation systems within cars. My car, for instance, if I drive it somewhere, it's connected to an app. And I don't know how many people are on my app. It doesn't give me notifications, she says. There are also boundary settings that can alert a vehicle's owners if it travels beyond a specific set of locations. Aside from designing products better, tech companies need to make it easier for people to understand the settings on their phone and digital accounts. Many people come to us and their confidence around tech is very limited, Pickering says. We have to do a lot of work with them initially to make them feel comfortable. While tech abuse is rising, Pickering aims to increase understanding around the problem and tackle some of the issues at its root. We've got a really big ambition to train the police, she says, adding that officers don't often know what to look for in cases of tech abuse and may not take issues seriously. The refuge team has already worked with one tech company, which she says she cannot name due to an NDA to advise on safety. Amazon and Google could work with us, Pickering says, and we could help make sure that their products are developed with safety in mind. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, Google Assistant finally gets a generative AI glow-up. 
Checking in on Wired Science, September's record-shattering heat was absolutely gobsmackingly bananas. And right now on Wired Security, how to stop Google Bard from storing your data and location. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.